Welcome to a new episode of We Might Be Overthinking This, but the podcast where we dissect this week's headlines and give you our in-depth and unsolicited opinions. I'm Aliyah Rahim. I'm Dara Rahim. Welcome back. We took a little second off. We had to get our braids done. Yeah, which I think we've uh, happened like last time too. We also did we own up to it? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we told them. Listen, it's gonna happen. It's a ten to twelve hour process, so like, so it yeah. takes precedent. It does. Okay, yeah. I'm not gonna apologize. Yeah, I'm not gonna apologize not. for living my life and no. getting my braids freaking done. No, I'm not. Um, that's that though. So we're back. But um, we're back. We're back. There won't be an interruption for like another six to eight weeks. Exactly. Sorry if my voice is, if I'm giving you a Sophia Bush. You're not. Raspy. Don't worry. Cool girl Mm-mm. vibe no. today. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. I've got a little bit of a cold, just a little bit, but I'm coming, pulling through from the other side. You've been drinking a lot of tea. Any day now. Ginger. Yeah, yeah, you'll be fine. I won't bear people with that. Just wanted to excuse my voice. Um, oh my God, Normani. Normani! Oh my God. Let's support. Oh no, I'm fully supporting. You fully, do? fully support okay. Normani. Um, I do too. <clears throat> Normani is one of the members of Fifth Harmony. Everyone knows who Normani is, Julia. I'm just making sure. We've got some If older, you're listening to our We've pod. got some older listeners. Okay, older doesn't mean that you're not in touch with Dara, the relevancy. I, no, I'm sorry. I'm going to push back on this. Normani is not ubiquitous. You, you, Normani is ubiquitous to our listeners. Dara, we've explained like more famous people than Normani. Normani doesn't need an explanation. We all know who she is. Shut up. She does. So Normani is a member of the girl group Fifth Harmony. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was one of the breakout ones along with Camila Cabello. Yeah. But she's only put out one song and it was like, what, like two years ago? Yeah. Like, and it was before the pandemic, obviously. And it came out with like this huge bang. Like, yeah, it was I think like, she just dropped the video. Yeah, she mm-hmm. just dropped the video and it was like, oh my God, finally someone like living up to like motivation. Okay, so what we don't need is like you singing it. The name of the song was Motivation. Yeah. Like people were saying, oh my God, like next Beyonce. Yeah. Like those kind of things. It felt like a very much a crazy in love moment when she yeah, dropped it. Like definitely. this is like. Not to mention the crazy in love references that she included in the video. Exactly. Not to mention that she is a, a singer coming from a girl group. And yes. she. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it was like a big moment. Was Everyone big thought moment. it was going to be like the rollout to her album. But yeah. it wasn't. It was crickets. And then, yeah. Crickets. Silence. And then a part, a lot of people were like, what's going on? Like, where's more music? Like, what's going on? Like, isn't, like, the narrative around her kind of, like, she's, like, a, has, like, a stalled career, but, like, not because of anything that's happened to her, but because people are like, where's the music? Well, at first, people, it was, like, they blamed COVID. And it was, okay. like, we don't want to release this during COVID. Like, we want her to be able to, like, go out and do things. But then, obviously, we see how long COVID went on, and we see how many people were put out albums like Dua Lipa hasn't freaking certainly hasn't stopped her even like Chloe and Haley like they were gonna have a huge debut and like they like made the risk of like and not it wasn't a risk like it was a risk but like I think it paid off Yeah, like they moved forward with steps in their career like they filmed I mean Haley filmed Little Mermaid for Christ's sake yeah yeah, like so then it was like okay this is more than just COVID right what is going on then there's rumors about like her manager was just like not great. I just really? see people like her stands on Twitter being like, her manager is keeping the music hostage. Like he's the reason. Like she's not uh, um, being able to put out music. Are her fans like super like rabid? Like are, yeah, she, have, she first, has like stands. Yeah, the Fifth Harmony comes with like like they had. I know, I know, it's weird. Wow. Yeah, they had like passionate. They have fans. really like okay, all yeah. right. Which only adds to more, like, people wanting yeah. her to have this career. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of hype around her. People mm-hmm. who actively want her to do well. Yeah. And I think in a way that, like, no one really wants, like, Camila Cabello to do, like, I don't think she has that, like, 
same kind of goodwill behind yeah. her because she's like kind of problematic. Yeah, yeah. And we don't like. It. Yeah, she's just annoying. She's like, oh my, she's. I looked up how tall she was yesterday for some random reason. She's like a, a, a thing. She's five two, and then I was like, how tall is Sean Mendez? He's six two. I and you know my whole thing with short people like yeah they never okay I'm short. Like Lying about Sean Mendes' height, I which know. most male yes, celebrities do. do. Because when I see them standing next together, they're not that. He definitely looks tall, obviously for sure. Taller, but a foot but taller? taller, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, he so, might be like five ten, five eleven. Oh dang, no, he's probably six foot when he puts his shoes on. Ooh. Which is like, no, I'm serious. Like a lot of guys like do say that. It's like, yeah, when you put your shoes on. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Maybe we'll see. Um, we'll see when will we see i might i don't know <laughs> roll up on him one day okay john give me a call uh but anyway all of this to say is that she did the of course um tried and true i think tired tactic of deleting your and in- ar- archiving all your instagram posts and deleting them you think it's tired i think it's so tired Why? i just think it's like I don't it's know. It's like a way to like hype yourself up. It's yeah. Lame. It's like such an easy way. To, it's just like everyone does it. Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah. Everyone does it. I, I guess get it's that. just like it's like a stunt. It's yeah. like okay, girl, like put the album out. Yeah, especially with her. It's like we can like, all arch- archive our photos. Yeah. So she did the thing where she deleted all her photos mm-hmm. except for like one, and then today or was it last night or something. She announced that there's a song coming next week with of Cardi B, which I respect, like, coming in strong with yeah. the Cardi B feature. Same. So. Especially it's summertime. Summertime. Yeah. Is this going to be the song of the summer? Yeah. We'll Maybe. see. We'll, we'll see. see. So all that to say, Normani, you know, let's, you know, we got to see. We got to see something. Yeah. You can't just keep talking. That's what I want to say. People want her to put up or shut up. Exactly. Because she has a lot of, like. Yeah. It's been going on for, for so long. long. And it's like not in the same. Okay, It's like this. It is the same energy as like people begging for Rihanna's album, but it doesn't have the same like back impact because like Rihanna has been famous for 15 exactly. years. And it's yeah. like we also like know what she's doing. It's building a makeup empire yeah. for Normani. You don't have 15 years of being a no. superstar and you're also not building an empire. So we're like literally like, what, what are, are you doing? doing? What are you doing? But apparently this is what she's doing. This is what she's doing. So, again, we'll see. The jury's out. Yeah. I want her to do well, but I'm not just going to blindly Yeah, you're not follow. just going to like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Moving on. Long story short, it was a bad time. Um, the t- oh, my God. Kids. Hollywood breakup news. Okay. You want to go intro this one? Well, I just find it so interesting because, like, I really yeah. feel like no, o- me too. Yeah. Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis were such a boring couple. So boring. They were like interesting for like five minutes when they got together because they were like, "She's oh, hot, she's so hot. <laughs> and he's so not," but he's like the cool, funny, funny guy. See, like the way to a girl's heart is like her oh sense God. of humor. And then he got to get get a little like rewrite of like, "Wait, actually, is he hot?" Yeah, exactly. The answer is no. No, he's not. He's not. But anyway, so when like they were like together, like no one cared. But right. then like they broke up. They were together for nine years. They yeah. had two or three kids. Two. Two kids. Two kids? That's a lot. I know. Kids. They were in- and they were engaged for like eight but years. That's another I- thing though. That's the thing. What? Those like long engagement I couples. Know. What is that about? What is the I hate that. Like I Oh, I get hating it just because it's like annoying. It's so annoying. Like that's not what an engagement is. No. It's like literally not what a fiance is. Mm-mm, mm-mm, like, mm-mm. and now we have like the verbiage of partner and yeah, CEO and whatever the different names what? for CEO? <laughs> CEO, CEO, whatever stupid names now people pick to call the person that they're oh, with. Okay. Like, <laughs> never heard of that one. <laughs> CEO of my life. That's me. That's May. Ain't nobody coming to be the CEO oh, of May. <laughs> Please. <laughs> okay. Well, whatever. Like they could call each other partners. Yes. They but it's could. like it always leaves like oh, so like what's up? Like why aren't you guys? Why aren't married? you guys? Getting like married? I don't yeah. really care. But I am gonna wonder. Yeah. But so anyway, surprise, surprise, they broke up. Yeah. Back in November. And then even still, no one really cared. Yeah. But it was when, like oh, sad. Yeah. They've got two kids. 
yeah but then but then olivia started being seen with harry Styles. harry Styles. pretty quickly right after the yes. breakup no they filmed a movie together she was a director he was a star in it yeah um harry styles global superstar i will not explain him okay you don't need to say that he comes from uh one, one direction. direction no i don't he is an actually he has actually has a catalog to back he it does. up um so yeah so she started dating someone what are they 15 years difference 10 years eh, around that time yeah 10 years they're both grown oh no i'm not saying it in an appropriate way but i do think it's it's worth noting yeah. that he is 10 years younger than her yeah, probably a little bit more yeah a little I think bit she's more. in her 40s and i think she's in her late 30s really and oh, okay but still 20, either way i feel you yeah um, just with obviously Hollywood and just in general, it's usually the men dating younger women. And yeah. I think people really liked seeing the roles reversed. Okay. Roles. She's 37. Okay. So it's actually years. not that great. Yeah. yeah. Not that crazy at all. Um, Jason's probably like 50. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles are dating. They're super cute. Super cute. He's incredibly hot. It's honestly insane. It's really they insane. They were in He's Italy on a out. yacht ooh, last week. Ooh, ooh, And, ooh. like, he looked so, so good. good. Yeah. That's the, like, he has just, like, the right amount of, like, muscle for me mm-hmm. and, like, tone, you know? And, of course, the tattoos. He's British. The tattoo placement is perfect. It's perfect. It's so good. He's British, so, like, when he's on a yacht, he wears those small little... Uh, those little trunks. Sh- uh, trunks, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, he looked yeah, good. They, were, they looked really cute. And they were kissing yeah. and da-da-da. And looking good. simultaneously, GQ drops an interview with Jason Sudeikis. Well, first, though, Jason Sudeikis is dating someone else, too. Oh, yeah, that page three girl. So he's dating a quote-unquote page three girl. And I don't think most, well, obviously, are, most people don't know what a page three girl is. That's true. Not but, everyone's an Anglophile like right. me. Right. It's a Daily Mail thing, right? Mm-hmm. So a page three girl it ha- um, is think Jets Black Beauty of the Week. Yes, but in England and every day and yeah, not that. So hot. a page three girl is just like a girl who get featured and her. I think her top would be off. I think that was like a big part of it. I, I mean, like, it was, we're not here to shame. No, top no, no, on, no, top no off. Shame. But like you get, you got, you it's guys. It's sexy. They're like, yes. You guys get the gist of it. Yeah, yeah they're the either they're probably the in a bathing suit. They're probably yeah. in a bikini. The beauty of the week, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's not a exactly a highbrow thing. No. No. It's very. It's yeah. tabloidy. Like the Daily, daily Mail is a tabloid. So they pick a, like a pinup girl like yeah. daily, weekly. Yeah. And like in the new millennial because yeah. of Instagram, these girls kind of like then parlay. They're like page three. Like there's yeah, a page so. three girl on Love Island right now. Like just to, right. like to say the kind yeah. of like things that then they, they can get do. into. Yeah. yeah. So, but then the backstory about them was that um, people do, people had been wondering what, if there was any crossover in terms of like the timeline of Jason and Olivia's breakup Mm -hmm. and her dating Harry Styles and, but also him dating this, what is this girl's name? Do we know? It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter? No. Let's call her page three girl. (laughs) Okay. Um, he... Named a character in his show, Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso mm. after her, because mm. they had actually the met. woman played by Juno Temple. Yes, they had met back. She was like an extra on this in the movie Horrible Bosses from like several years ago. Right, and in the show Ted Lasso, the character is a kind of a page three girl, like yeah, very much in that same vein. Yeah. So it was interesting that, like, initially people were like, oh, my God, Olivia looks like she cheated. Like they were concerned about her. Right. Yeah. But I think it looks more so like he he... initiated infidelity. Yeah. I'm not saying it was whether it was a physical affair, emotional affair or whatever. No. So did Jason ever cop to knowing the page three girl like. Uh, Did he say, like, yeah, we met on the set of horror? Like, has he ever talked about, like, know. that? I, that I don't know. Like, I don't oh, know. we've been friends for years kind of thing. Oh, people- wait, sorry. Yes, she's in Ted Lasso. She plays another character, a very small role. What? Do I know that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. No, no, no. I understand that they know each other now. Oh, wait, was he with Olivia when he was filming yes. Ted Lasso? <gasps> yeah. 
oh that yeah. i didn't get yeah oh yeah. now i get it mm-hmm. so he mm-hmm. has this girl out on his set gives uh, her like a filming little filming in bit. england uh-huh. while olivia's back in la with the kids okay you wow tell me. okay so definitely yeah for sure he cheated first yeah, for sure for sure but because they made their kind of like debut as a couple after the first right. initial thing the way were like, it looked was people. that mm-hmm. she cheated yeah um, but yeah, go ahead and read. He didn't, he was on the what, cover of GQ or just, oh, who cares? I don't know. Exactly. GQ, was, are they even still printing? I don't know. I don't know. But okay. For me, like he didn't like shed any insight into their super relationship. Vague. Yeah. It's yeah. so vague. He says he'll understand it more in a day. Read the whole year. quote. Read the whole quote. Okay. I'll have a better understanding of why in a year and even a better one in two and even a greater one in five. And it'll go from being, you know, a book of my life to becoming a chapter to a paragraph to a line to a word to a doodle. Deep. So that was in response to being like, why did you guys break up? Or like, do you understand why you break, why you guys broke up? Like, What was the reason? Yeah. So, yeah, he didn't really give a, an answer at all. But didn't she give him two kids? Like, you ain't ever going to call me a doodle. Right. A Ooh. doodle? Like, y'all are going to be in each point. other's lives for, like, the next at least decade. Yeah. And that's what I kind of wanted to say is that, like, because then in this Vulture article where they kind of recap the GQ article. Yeah. The last line is, like, so he also says, like, um, that's an experience that you either learn from or you make excuses about. Mm-hmm. You take some responsibility for it, hold yourself accountable for what you do, but then also endeavor to learn something beyond the obvious from it. End quote. Mm-hmm. And the last line of the Vulture articles is, in the meantime, someone please protect Sudeikis from headlines like this. And there's a link on the word this, and I click on it. And it is Harry Styles. It's a page six article. Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde can't keep their hands off each other in Italy. Protect him. Like, like they're still trying to go yeah. with this narrative that like he's, he's the wounded good guy. Yeah. And like she's his this- really hot wife is now flo- floating around Europe with an, with even, an hotter, even hotter rock star. Yeah. Like poor guy. Like he's a cuckold or something. Right. Like, like with no acknowledgement of no. him being a fully grown adult man who probably also has his own situations yeah. within who, the relationship. Who has now been seen with that girl like holding hands. So like right. Is definitely yeah. They're like her. fully out as a yeah. couple. That's so why are we feeling yeah. bad for him? Why are we protecting him from anything? From headlines like this? Like why? Why? Who? Like no. Like and I and I also get that like the subtext can also kind of be like in a breakup, there is a cold war yeah. called who wins. Right. And they're also kind of implying that Olivia is winning. Yeah. Because even the headline of this Vulture article is Jason Sudeikis still doesn't know why Olivia Wilde left him. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, like, like, she I just, like, walked out one yeah. day and he was just, he had no idea. Like, what? I don't think, like, relationships rarely i feel like end like that no. like leaving like you on. know that's such so yeah. Crap. yeah yeah exactly just like the relationship ended getting blindsided like he wasn't blindsided yeah. he knew if even if whether it was a mutual breakup even if or, he was blindsided by her relationship with harry i don't think he could have been blindsided with the fact that like she was that there was holes in the relationship that could lead to that. Yeah, and that she wanted, that she was unhappy right. and wanted to leave. Right. Yeah, but of course, the media will just continue to sympathize this mm-hmm. old white man. Yeah, he's like so sympathetic in the media. It's weird. It's really weird. Especially because like, I think Olivia is like far more seems to be like more like compassionate and like socially concerned person Definitely. at least in just like how she presents herself yeah i agree i mean she interviewed fran lebowitz for christ fran okay she's a feminist she's a famous feminist okay speaking of famous feminists uh, no i'm totally joking i don't i don't know what these women are but it's kind of huge news yeah it is kate moss is the new face of skims Skims is <laughs> Kim Kardashian. That does need explanation. Why am I about to be brainwashed into buying some of these things? Because it, it looks, it's sorry, it's Kim Kardashian's um, 
It's like her underwear. Her underwear. But it's like loungewear line. Yeah, loungewear. Like, I think they do have sweats. Yeah. And I know they have bodysuits that are calling my name. Dara loves a bodysuit. I love suit. a bodysuit. She loves a bodysuit. If there's What's a bodysuit, she's going to gonna freaking put it on. But Kate Moss's new face of Skims. Why? You're going to be brainwashed into buying it. No, I have already told you I want to buy some. Because it looks true. good. It looks. And the reviews, yeah. like, people actually like it. Like, it's not just. Like, I feel like it's actually a good product. And it's a f- pretty that's affordable. I know. That's what I'm hearing. Like, I'm hearing that people are like, no, like, this isn't just like a stunt company. Yeah. Like, she actually is like. This is good quality stuff. Yeah. I mean, I don't think she's doing anything other than making like cuter version of Spanx. Like she's right. not re- no, reinventing she the wheel, yeah. but like people do say it's like it's yeah. cute. A lot of neutrals. Uh, mm-hmm. my, people are just really into the aesthetic that she's. I mean, it's close. It's also like what she wears. Like that's so and true. People yeah. want to dress like Kim. Yeah. Do you want to dress like Kim? My love of bodysuits has nothing to do with Kim Kardashian. Sure. Because my, my love- vibe is just living life. No, but like to be fairly honest to my fashion aesthetic, my love of bodysuits comes from a love of 90s supermodels. Oh. Sydney Crawford okay. actually wore like a white bodysuit, sure. like high waisted jeans and like a Diet Coke Cindy. commercial mm-hmm. that like I watched when I was like seven and oh, wow. negatively impact my, you know, idea of womanhood. Oh. Um, but I have shredded that patriarchy, shredded. but I have kept the love of bodysuits. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Thank you so much. How many bodysuits do you think you have? <sighs> Five? Mm. Okay. Ones that I like own or ones that I like wear. Seriously. Okay. Quick answer. If you can answer in 10 like seconds. Seven. Okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm in, I'm looking for more. Oh my God. Always on my heart. Okay. So anyway, this is really big news. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Because everyone's like, what's Kim's post Connie life going to look like? And I think that this move gives us an indication that she is going to be leaning very heavily still into the fashion world and is going to like pretty much be trying to become like probably a full-time designer oh yeah 100 percent. which is really crazy to if think not about. even like a full-time i don't think anyone's ever gonna think of her as a designer but yeah definitely and like a brand like kind of like a donna karen i know donna karen was a designer but like then she morphed into just like yeah kind of like brand. a calvin klein yeah yeah which is like a lot of like what people are like comparing like the campaign of Kate Moss doing skims oh, with her. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Like Calvin Klein, while he is like an actual designer, by the time he was yeah. so popular in the 90s, he was just a brand. Yeah. It's not like anyone was like new or care about like, like the artistic vis- Right. Yeah. yeah, totally. Of Calvin Klein. So yeah, that's actually, I think DK, DK and Y. DK and Y. Calvin Klein. I think those are really fair comparisons yeah, to probably I, what she's she gonna, wants. Totally. Yeah, totally. Exactly. Um, and I actually think it's like really monumental for Kim's just like positioning in the fashion world. Yeah. Like considering like how she entered into the fashion world as like, yeah. as Paris Hilton's, I'm sorry, but I'm going to take it all the way back. Take it all the way back. Paris, if you think you've got the education for it. I do. All right. She entered the world as Paris Hilton stylist. Now, I wouldn't call that entering the fashion world. No, I guess not technically, but like, like it wasn't really that's bumping in Calabasas. No, but like that's her roots of fashion. She was never really a fashion girl. Yeah. Even though she was showing up to all the parties. But like she wasn't able to get like high fashion designers to dress her until she started dating Kanye. Yeah. Like literally everyone knows that. Right. Right. Do they? Yes. Okay. It's like literally part of her narrative. I don't think everyone does. But like, I mean, well, just to that point though, like you are absolutely right. Like, and the whole thing is though, like I would say like her real entre- entree into like the high fashion world di- didn't start until she got with Kanye. Definitely. And like her going to the Met Gala, mm-hmm. she was the first Kardashian Jenner to ever go to the Met Gala. And that was huge. And honestly is when she was pregnant with North <laughs> mm-hmm. and her, she got on the Vogue website when like they showed like all the pictures from the Met Gala. Kim didn't show up on the website. They cut her wow. and cropped her out of every single photo that, that she was in. Oh my God. Cut to a year and a half later. She's on the on cover, the cover of, Vogue. of Vogue. Yeah. And even then, so well, first off people were still like appalled by that yeah. cover. And even still, though people were like, she would never have been like on a cover without Kanye. Yeah. yeah. But she's cover. been on like several so- solo covers since yeah. from like international, like 
Japan Vogue, yeah. Saudi Arabia Vogue, but like still. Yeah, I mean, it was like Vogue needed to basically bend and and break to yeah. the, to the power of the Kardashians. And yeah, as much as like I think it killed Dana Wintour to like admit that she was the most influential person in the world, mm-hmm. and that Vogue was uh, is obviously on a decline, like. In terms of right. literal sales. And they weren't also, exactly pacemaking anymore as much as they were trying to catch up to the pace exactly, of what exactly. was happening. Yeah. It, and I honestly think that that kind of like real hesitancy in Anna Wintour to not have Kim on the cover or at the Met Gala was yeah. out of real fear. Yeah. Because I think that the influence of the Kardashians in the fashion world does signify a huge decline of Vogue. It does. Vogue is no longer where people are going, getting their markers for fashion Mm -hmm. for. Kim Kardashian is. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think it's crazy that like Kate Moss, who I think is like considered like other than maybe Naomi Campbell, like the highest of the high echelon. Yeah. Like Anna Wintour loves Kate Moss. Yeah. Kate Moss is on the cover of Vogue. A million times. September issue. Like. Yeah. And now for Kate Moss to model for Skims. Yeah. As an elevation of not only Skims, but also Kate Moss's relevancy right now. Yes. Yes. Because. Yeah. Like. Yeah. It's huge. Because even like. I mean. Kate. Not that she needs this. Exactly. But. But we all. Like. Can we talk? Or can we we talk? We can. Let's talk. Right. Kate Moss certainly does not need this. But, but it doesn't sh- it, it doesn't it's hurt. a symbiotic relationship yeah no one's like oh my god kate moss like lower i mean maybe like people like in the real fashion maybe anna wintour is right she doesn't really have any room right. to talk but like no lay person is looking at that skims ad and thinking anything other than like that's fucking amazing yeah it's a great look for both women. for both of them and i thought it was funny that like we were looking at kim's instagram because obviously she posted that about it. That was so interesting to me. Yeah. And Kim averages like 3 million likes on Seriously. her photos. And the like Kate... 4 million of just a picture of her walking down a hallway. Right. But the Kate Moss photo had a, like a million and a half. 1.9. One, oh, okay. Okay. But still. To mil- to, what I think is an indicator like Kim's young fan base like doesn't know Like the Kim- one right after it of her right. just swimming has over 3 million. Right. So I think it's an indicator that like Kim's young fan base doesn't know who Kate Moss 100%. is, like, which is so funny. It's so funny. Like they're like, who? Yeah. Obviously half of them did know and thought it was a huge deal, but like, so it's like a huge deal, but it's like, it's an introduction for Kate. And I'm sure that's how she's seeing it mm-hmm. into a new fan base who doesn't, doesn't know how iconic she well, is. And like two weeks before they released the Skims campaign, Kate Moss and Kim went to the Vatican together and had a huge oh, wow. photos like like a stunt. Oh wow, that's you know? cool. Like I need to Kate see those Moss's, photos. Uh daughter was there. Oh, it was like God. a thing. And it's like I totally think you're like hitting it right on the head yeah. saying like this is Kate's entree mm-hmm. into a new medium. Yeah. That she has not experienced before. Yeah. I think you're so Instagram right. one being them. Yeah. yeah. And just yeah. like a new form of branding yourself mm-hmm. and presenting yourself to like, she's probably never like to have that kind of stunt level photo shoot. Yeah. I don't think Kate Moss is like ever like no. to that degree. Like the paparazzi are following them through the Vatican. Like yeah. how did we get these photos? That's crazy. That is, yeah. I mean, she, they invited them, but like even to kind of like compare like Naomi Campbell to her. Naomi has like always kind of stayed in like what's what's current. 100%. She was on Empire. She has a on, personality. She has a personality. Yes. Like she stayed in the forefront and like and you know she did that Project Runway. Yeah. Like she stayed I I think younger people know who Naomi Campbell 100%. is. 100 and she's way more, and like we feel like we know like she's she on watch what more. happens I don't live. Know. Yeah. Like she, you know, and like I don't know what came off. She picks voice her favorite like. housewife. Yeah. Like she's that level involved in the media culture. Where yeah. Kate Moss would ne- super yeah. recluse, not super recluse, but like yeah, but no, just famous in a completely different, different way. way. Yeah. And just presents herself in a different way. Yeah, and that's getting less and less feasible for people who still want to continue to make money within the yeah, industry. Yeah, it's not a viable. Uh, not a viable. Path. It's not completely but i yeah but i think you're so right like yeah this is gonna open up 
opportunities for Kim and Kate. Yeah. Which is just like psycho to think that like Kim's level of influence is like she is, I think, going to become or has become a gatekeeper herself. Like she has definitely, passed the gatekeepers. Definitely. I think she's going to become. I don't know if she is. I know that makes Anna Wintour sick. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's actually kind of funny to think. I think at one point, like Kate Moss was probably ha- uh, making fun of Kim Kardashian. For sure. Like, and now. Mm-hmm. Look where we're at. Yeah. Okay. Well, we've got a free Britney update. Yay! And it's finally some good yes, news. Yes, this is actually super exciting. Uh, it was The judge awarded her uh, the ability to pick her own lawyer. And she... just yesterday. Just yesterday. And, excuse me, she chose Matthew Rosengratt. Who is a federal pro- who's a former federal prosecutor and he currently represents Steven Spielberg, Julia Louis Dreyfus, and Keanu Reeves. Ever heard of them? Ever heard of them? He's a freaking shark. Yeah. And she needs a shark. She needs a shark to go in there and rip Jamie Spears from limb to, to limb. Because you know what? Steven Spielberg is an asshole. So you know he's not messing around. <sighs> yeah. So his lawyer, he's gonna go out there and he's gonna <laughs> Protect those hundreds of millions of dollars for everything it's worth. Julia Louis Dreyfus, she's a killer. She's a killer. She comes from money. She's not playing around. You think she's lasted this long no. by having some sheep as her lawyer? Get out of here. Get she's out of here. She got the best in the biz. And then you have Keanu Reeves, who is such a sweetheart, pure soul. So he needs someone to protect him because mm-hmm. he's not going to do it himself. Exactly. And but he that, wants them to be ethical. Yes. And so that now we know that he, this is an ethical mm-hmm. man because Keanu's not going to mess around with. No. Um, no. 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 So so far, we're stepping off on the right foot with this guy. Yeah. And I already also like him because he's already speaking out against yep. Britney's dad. Oh, we're gonna. He's gonna move fast yeah i hope so um and he said he already spoke and he said i don't know why jamie spears doesn't resign today he purports to love his daughter and his daughter has repeatedly asked him to step down so i'm going to give him the opportunity right now to voluntarily resign power move Mm -hmm. love it does anybody really believe mr spears continued involvement is the best interest of britney spears there we go. So exactly. we're already off to a great start. Um, and then, of course, Jamie's lawyer responded in no uncertain terms that they had no intention of resigning. That's crazy. Like, you need to, like, pack your bags and get the fuck away from your daughter. I know. You have, like, but he's not going to give up this no, grift. But she's coming after him. Yeah. She is coming after him. And she said she actually got to speak in court again yesterday. Well, actually, no one knew that she was going to speak. No, she didn't. She texted her former uh, mm-hmm. her former lawyer and asked if she was going to be able to speak. So she called in mm-hmm. like she did the last time. And she said, I want to get rid of my dad and charge him for conservatory abuse, which I didn't even know was a thing. But thank oh, definitely. God. Yeah. Um, I want an investigation on my dad. I'm here to press charges. I'm angry and I will go there. Just I'm here to press charges. Yep. And so when it was announced that um, that she was able to pick her own lawyer, she posted an Instagram, a really cute Instagram of her. It was so sweet of her celebrating and saying, you know, like a small victory. We're moving along. Like, thank you for all the support. And then for the first time ever, she used the hashtag free Britney. So I don't know. I just think it's really cute. And like, I'm just like, this is stressing me the F out. Like, oh my God. I'm glad she got some positive news. Me too. It's just so weird. Like reading all these articles and like reading about like how many people were in the courtroom and like the back and forth. It's just really crazy to think about like as people who grew up with Brittany. Yeah. Like, like, could you have imagined when we were sitting in our parents' room waiting for the countdown for the I'm a Slave for You video that we would be here? I know. Like, this is, it's wild to really think about this. Like, yeah. Like, like what they Comparing really it to, like, to Amanda Bynes, who's also in a conservatorship, that's one thing. Like, she wa- she's, was a huge child star, but, like, the global icon of, like, who Britney Spears is, her yeah. cultural impact, like, who she is, like... And how powerful 
like at her like like peak was mm-hmm. and and still is yeah the fact that she's been in this like held hostage for 13 years and just now are people really paying attention it's wild to really I think know. like when you stop and think about it it's so weird that it just like happened kind of in plain sight yeah yeah to someone who's so powerful, powerful. i know I that's, that's what's scary. scary like you know you hear about people taking advantage of like old Right. old people who can't speak up for themselves who don't have money like that's one thing but someone who is so powerful just being taken advantage of by their father i know we already did a whole episode so like i won't keep no going, i get but, it like, yeah it's just wild it's wild it is it's absolutely crazy <sighs> okay free britney free freaking britney free britney and you want free amanda free Okay. Um, shockingly enough, guys, I know we just co- have already covered a lot. That is not even our main story. It's not even the main topic. Which just broke today, right? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, no, yesterday, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually do think that it. Um, no, the Daily Mail like, posted it today or tomorrow. Okay. Either way, it's fresh off the press. Fresh news. Like, I mean, what do you want from news. us? Okay. Um, I'm going to have you. I'll let you do it, but I just want to remind people, like, when we had an oh, episode. Oh, yeah, for sure talking about Sharon Osbourne mm-hmm. and Pierce Morgan and her time on the talk and that big controversy. She defended Pierce Morgan, who had been consistently, consistently racist and terrible towards Meghan Markle. Um, she was called out on that racism. She did not take it very well. Yeah, she defended his comments. Yeah. She was then subsequently fired from the talk. Yeah. And after like an on air, like legit meltdown. Yeah. And that's where we're picking up from right now. Okay. So, like, just, like, another, like, real quick, yeah. like, recap. Yeah, please. It's just, like, I'll say, like, on air yeah. of, like, Sharon Osbourne's, like, a racist meltdown. Like, Elaine uh, with Roth yeah. and... Who's her, co- co- uh, her mm-hmm. co-host on the talk. Mm-hmm. And Cheryl Underwood. Yeah. Both, like, the two black women mm-hmm. represented on the talk. And... At the time, it seemed that, like, Elaine and Cheryl both were, like, pretty hurt by the way that Sharon was acting. Yeah. And it definitely set the tone of, like, Sharon is not now only offending, like, black people through her words on Twitter, but she's actually offending black people that she actually has personal relationships with. Right, Which is, like, another level of, like, ugliness to it all. So, like, that's how we left it. Like, Sharon's wrong. She offended everyone. Mm -hmm. She offended her coworkers. We got rid of her. Great. Great. Ding like, dong, which is Let's open up dead. that position yeah. for someone who like doesn't really have toxic views like that. Well. I well, said let's do it. I didn't say that it's, it's going to happen. Well, well, funny. I mean, I was going to say that Jerry O'Connell is now. I know. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Jerry O'Connell has. T- and that also broke today. So it's funny that this is all happening in the same 24 hours. I know. That Jerry O'Connell was announced as the new uh, host of the talk. I mean, side note, this man has been trying to get his yeah. own talk show for forever, so mazel to him. Moving but, um, so after this all happened, like, yeah, like, that's where we left it. And then we find, come to find out, mm-hmm. the Daily Mail posted a leaked audio clip with Sharon Osbourne and Elaine backstage the day right, right after... after they filmed Sharon's last episode where everything imploded and where everything went down. Yeah. And in the video, they're in Sharon's dressing room and it's Sharon, Elaine, Sharon's son, Jack, mm-hmm. and Sharon's makeup artist. Cause you can like kind of hear them chattering. And if you haven't listened to the audio yet, it's like 11 minutes. Go to dailymail.com. It's worth every minute. hundred percent. Every minute. And I just want to even say before I heard yeah. the tape that didn't I say to you, it's like this headlines being taken out of context. Yeah. Elaine isn't coddling Sharon. And I said right away, I was like, I always side eyed her. I always she did say that, her. though. I have never heard her. But I, I have in my head. In I never head, trusted Elaine. In your she always just came off really like, like a, just a, a, a social climber, like just like willing. Like I always just like thought it was weird that like, 
I don't know. Yeah. So in the audio, she's like telling Sharon, Sharon, I am so, so, so sorry for the way that went down. I fucking know you're not a racist. Okay. I know it. And they set us up. Mm -hmm. CBS set Cheryl and I up. They wanted us to ask the questions that would lead to this implosion. And I told them I wasn't going to do it. I told them I had nothing to say to it say about it it, the question was never ever approved by me she apologizes to sharon repeatedly Repeatedly. profusely yeah saying that she's so sorry for the way the conversation Mm -hmm. went left Mm -hmm. that she never wanted that to happen yeah she says and sharon says why didn't cheryl say i've known sharon for 11 years i know she's not racist and Elaine goes, she did say that. And she goes, no, she said, I don't think that you're racist. And Elaine goes, okay, I'm sorry. If that's what you needed, I think that when she said, I think you're not a racist, that's what she meant. But I will tell you, Sharon, right now, I fucking know you're not a racist. I fucking know it. What? I mean, my jaw was just like hitting the floor. I mean, a complete 180 from the position she held on air. Yep. Complete 180. And a complete 180 from the tweets she also followed up that episode with. Because when the episode aired, people accused them of like, or I guess people accused CBS of, yeah, creating, conspiring against. And they accused them of setting Sharon Yeah. And she said... She tweeted, no, like that was that was an honest and real conversation. We need to l- allow black women to have the space to speak their mind because they're so often silenced. Mm-hmm. And that was how me and Cheryl felt, honestly. And we're so hurt by Sharon's um, actions and words. And it's time for people to start listening to their black friends and coworkers and peers and for white people to start being the allies they claim to be she went on like this is like 10 tweets 10 tweets okay she's backing this up so she's saying one thing to the public Mm -hmm. and then another thing to sharon Mm -hmm. okay not only that she filed an hr claim against sharon 100 percent uh claiming after that episode after the episode aired claiming a uh, racist and toxic Work environment, work environment due to Sharon Osbourne. Yeah. What? That's next level. That's next level 182 faced like. Seriously. Stuff. She also says in the um, in the audio, uh, the leaked audio when she's talking to Sharon, she's talking about they called me and I was like, no, I don't want to talk about this. Like, why are we talking about this? Like this has nothing to do with anything. Like I don't want to talk about this. I thought that you guys were on the same page and that it was just going to be like, okay, we're going to have Sharon say her piece. And then we were going to move on. I had no idea. Like, no, 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 no. Like actively going against, you know, CBS and having full on support of Sharon. Full on. She's saying, I'm so, so sorry you feel this way. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm so ha- sorry this this happened to you. That's what she said. I'm so happy, so sorry that, that this is the way that they're treating you. It was crazy. To to hear someone in real time, I'm sorry, shuck and jive and be a blatant coon. Mm-hmm. Like, what? And then she also follows it up with, they want me and Sharon to always Cheryl. Be, sorry, Cheryl, uh, to be the to speak on racial issues and be the voice of black women. Now that I understand. Yes, they are two individual women. They are not the voice of all black people. It is an incredible burden to feel like you have to talk about every single racial issue. But when and she says, but I don't have that background. I don't have a DEI background. I don't know. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to do that. Like that. Like and Sharon's like, yes, no one does. No one does. Black America, white America, racist America. It's like they're all watching us. And there's this pressure to demonstrate how to talk about this stuff. But we haven't ever been guided on how to do this. I'm not a DNI expert. 
I did. I didn't know I was gonna come yeah. on here and be the. No. I don't know how to do that actually. Yeah. Neither do I. I'm just a <laughs> old woman that has yeah. a lot of stories. Next. I don't. Backing up, Elaine um, has basically made her entire career on talking about racial issues in society and work environments with your, you're like that was how she turned around teen Vogue when she was made the, the first black woman as editor in chief, she made it more diverse. She brought in political issues. Like that was the whole thing. Like young girls are interested and they're going to read about and write about political issues. It's something she's talked about very vocally all the time, but all of a sudden she doesn't know anything about it. She doesn't know how to talk about race. What are you talking about? What? What planet are you living on? Well, and that kind of exposes the danger. The incredible danger. I'm so, I'm just so turned up. <laughs> of when people like co-opt social movements for their own personal gain. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like like. I feel like naive, but like it is kind of shocking to see a black person. Of course, it's actually terrible. no, it's shocking to see a black woman do it. Like yeah. I was honestly like, whoa! Like she, she said even said in the audio, she's like, we don't care about yeah. every issue. Yeah, and it's like no, I and like and it was said. I mean, context is everything. Of course, she's saying this to Sharon Osbourne as she's appeasing her. Yeah, yeah. she's not saying to like yes and reality so our brains don't turn to mush black people can't like give their heart to every tragic event you would go crazy yeah but you certainly they impact you and you if you're asked to speak on them as your job you're literally on a show called the talk seriously and you want and you're sitting next to a woman embroiled in a racist controversy, you're certainly going to care about that. Right. A woman you know and work with. Because she even said, I didn't even read the tweets that you sent, Sharon. I didn't even yeah, read the tweets. Like, it was Someone's, just so not an issue for her. Someone sent her a screenshot of one tweet, and she goes, I didn't even look into it any further. What? Cheryl and I are held to a different standard by black people and people of color out there I get it. who expect us to say something about every racist anything similar and it puts us in such a f-ed up position that even if we don't have the information if we don't even really care if we don't really want to engage that it feels like a spotlight is on us you know and and so it's like you're on a show. And she, oh, she, she said, she goes, that's your platform and that's your Twitter, your personal Twitter. Like, why are we bringing that onto the show? No, you can't have it both ways. You cannot. You don't get to clock out. Like, no, you get to talk to millions of people yes. every day. That's an enormous amount of power. Huge. You get to say your opinion. Yeah. And like people actually have to pretend like they care. All right. That's what and we're for you to, to act like when you tweet. Which is like another lives in a facet of your brand. Yeah. That, right. That's not going to be addressed when you come on your show. Yeah. No, that's crazy. That doesn't even make it sense. It doesn't make any sense. She's like, that's your platform. Yeah. Right. She has this show because of her platform. Right. So why wouldn't we talk about the way she She's not uses- like a journalist, Elaine. Right. She's not like a new CNN news anchor. Yeah. Like, no, like she's literally a personality. Yeah. So it's all encompassing. It never is like going to be parsed out into different compartments it all runs together exactly and the fact that that elaine didn't do her job which is coming i don't even believe that okay but let's let's say that she didn't for a second didn't do her job coming on to film the episode of again the talk where the whole purpose is to say your opinion on political cultural social issues your co-worker that you know it's embroiled in a racial scandal. You're going to talk about it on the show. You don't look at the rest of the tweets because you what? Because you quote unquote just don't care. I don't know what's worse. Her lying about reading the tweets or her actually telling the truth and really not caring. And to just to, like, I just can't get over the fact that this woman has really built an entire career off of being like a vocal proponent for social and, well yeah she's been a proponent of like inclusion like diversity yeah. inclusion in fashion in particular like yes where, but also yes 
totally picking back on like the popular social movements like yeah with her platform at Teen Vogue yeah acting like those are things that she cared about yes those are the things that she wanted written about in her magazine mm-hmm. she didn't want models to look a certain type of way that she wanted it to be all types of shades shapes yeah. everyone and so for her to like kind of be like oh she kind of like to took on that language because it was really popular trendy yeah it was really trendy i and, mean she's a social justice warrior and now. it was a way to kind of separate herself and yeah give her and it worked. a brand to kind of make her into a quasi celebrity yeah, yeah and it absolutely and it worked absolutely she went, worked yeah and you're right like to go from like editor-in-chief of teen vogue to then like hosting shows is like a weird kind of jump yeah but like nowadays it's not because like everyone brands themselves but it's like but i thought it was weird because she went from just work being a editor at teen vogue to then becoming the editor-in-chief she was only there for a year before she left to pursue all of these other opportunities that were right. coming her she way didn't, like stay on teen vogue no and do you believe it was a very uh purposeful pivot yeah into, like what being she was gonna do yeah exactly to being a celebrity and not that there's anything innately wrong with wanting to be a celebrity. No. However, it's crazy then to hear her talking to Sharon. Right. And like just totally dropping everything that she used to get people on her side. Yeah. And to become popular. And so like, I mean, but like we always say like we have to stop like. Yeah. Letting celebrities like. I, I know, mean, but she got away with it because she came from and I like she came because from she this, had a journalistic background. Yeah. Right. So it seemed way more authentic. Mm-hmm. But like, that's what I'm saying. If someone with like a journalistic background who we think maybe should care about this issues is really doesn't, then what do you think oh, the dear. average celebrity yeah. like we have to stop like compl- conflating like getting a certain amount of fame mm-hmm. and level Followers. of success in Hollywood with being like a well-versed person or like let them like cloak themselves in like radical politics. Yeah. Yeah. You know, let, like anything without any real proof that that's really the way they get down. Right. I mean, that they were they're actually down because for the it's cause. actually really harmful to marginalized people. Of course. Yeah. yeah. To like have like social movements be co-opted by really and privileged people. And yeah. Yeah. It makes like, being able to say those things that sound anti-racist but are really hollow which is like hollowing out words for people to capitalize on yeah it just really it's like what are else are you saying behind closed doors and like that's what like i always roll my (coughs) excuse me water just went down my pipe that's why i always roll my eyes when people are like um like talking about having a seat at the table right like that like you know people are trying to get into these like mostly like white spaces and like to to change them yeah and like kind of like sometimes people in the black community will be like we should support them like because they're trying to get the seat at the table but like it always can feel hollow because it's like no they're trying to get a slice of the pie for themselves yeah Yeah. like most of the time they're not people are not trying to keep the door open and uh, have more people join them because they often see it as a... Like, black people can be capitalists, too. Of course. It's, it kind of, like, sheds, like, the humanity yeah. of people of color. Like, what? Like, we're all a part of this system. Yeah. And the dangers of capitalism. And, and exactly. It affects all of us. And when you want to be in that industry, you have to use the tools of that industry to become successful. Yeah. You do. Period. You do. So yeah. So it shouldn't... It shouldn't... I just... I've had my eyes open yeah it shouldn't no, surprise me, me but it did i was like dang yeah she's flipping it out real quick she's fl- oh my god she loved it real quick real and quick like, i'm sorry for me i'm like listening to her i'm like what does elaine have to gain by placating Sharon i Oswald? Like, i was I thinking like, that what is too. even the point i mean that's why it also is so embarrassing because it's like, do you even really need Sharon Osbourne to like, well, maybe you're like a good one. Well, like, sh- why do right. you care? Exactly. I mean, at that point when the audio, when the conversation is happening, excuse me, um, Sharon hasn't been fired yet. And Sharon was the like head of the talk. She was like the whoopee of the That's talk. So, true. so okay, she was definitely in the most powerful position. 
So maybe she was just, I mean, this is clearly, I think she, right. so she you, was just trying to suck up to the most powerful person. So the powerful context is that person. Sharon is still working at the top. Yeah. Okay. That, it oh was right God. after. It was, they had walked off stage. Right. Okay. I felt like maybe like for no. some reason, for some reason, I, when I watched the episode, I guess because hindsight's twenty twenty, I just thought that it was obvious to everyone right. that she was not returning. But you're right. She didn't know that yet. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she was what? Like playing both sides of the aisle yeah. watching to see how these but yeah basically basically trying stuff, to see how it, yeah, it, how it pans played out, out. Mm-hmm. yeah dang show so, no on. they don't who so yeah and then she filed a complaint against her yep Yikes. so what's the truth elaine that's duplicitous mm-hmm it is AF. Yeah, it's like you just you just you can't trust. So, do you think that filing that complaint with CBS was just another way for her to look like she was taking a stand? Because mm-hmm. that's what I think her uh, her fans or followers they that's what they want to see from her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she even said in the audio clip when she was talking to Sharon, she was like, oh, "Because me and Cheryl are women of color, yeah. like our community wants us to take to take a particular stand." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. wow which is like the second time i've heard a black person on television saying that who else well this wasn't well, elaine wasn't saying it on television but that gives me the similar energy of matt james yeah saying that certain people want him to choose yeah. a black woman yeah Negro, we don't oh, care. No. Pick up, pick your little white girl oh, we yeah. do not care. go off in the sunset but like what is that like the idea that like the black community is oppressing black people. Yeah. Like, that's such that's crap. That's so weird. That's, like, a regurgitation of, like, white, white supre- supremacy. Yeah. Totally. Like, totally. you sound nutty saying that. You sound so Like, crazy. are you okay? <laughs> are you okay? Like, are we okay? that's not the issue. No. I'm not saying that I know all the issues, mm. but I know that's not that's the not issue. That's not the issue. Do what you want. Like, Do we're going to see who, like, at the end of the day, like, yeah, I think the at the end of the day, while she's lasted a long time, ultimately I think fakes and frauds do get exposed, yeah. and they and you can see people who they truly are, and I think we've seen now who she truly is, and I I cannot fuck with it. Yeah, I'm so done. I swear to you, I you always side. I hit on follow, of course. I always side eyed her. It just never rang authentic to me. But then I, but I didn't. But I felt bad, honestly, criticizing her because I, I, I was like, well, look what she's trying to right. do. Like, like you didn't want to like hate. Do the other. Well, not. I wouldn't even say hate. I guess like, and we want to be real. Maybe it's hate. Yeah. But like sometimes I catch myself. Sometimes we are overly critical right. of each other. Totally. Because we look at like how we would do it, yeah. and then you gotta like shut off that white gaze and be like, don't worry about how like how it looks for yeah, all of us. Yeah. Yeah. And you that's like a total like yeah. you gotta decolonize that. Yeah. So like I feel like that hesitancy. Like am I being like? But that's like. The same way I felt about Lena Waithe. But when right. I cut those ties and yeah. I realized that I could drag her for filth whenever I wanted, it was mm-hmm. so freeing. Yeah. Because she sucks. She sucks. Except for her show sisters. No, yeah. I'm kidding. I like Lena Waithe. She's just really problematic. <laughs> I like her. She's problematic. Yeah. That's she's just like famous like, last words. Yeah. Oof. Baby girl. Oh, you're fired God. up. I'm fired up. But like. I mean, now we just know. Like, I think that she's going to go on to be successful talking about Elaine. Oh, God. But I, I think hope this not. is just because, like, I don't think this story is going to get much traction. I know. It's weird. I, couldn't I think CBS will Twitter. bury it. It doesn't look good for their narrative. Their narrative is that, like, she they is clean. The- yeah, like, they. Because they had a diverse panel, they were able to yeah. nip this problem of racism in the bud. It was able to be acknowledged, and then we got rid of the racism. Well, and also the reason they brought her in is that she was a younger voice talking about these social issues. Exactly. And this, that literally got her her job. Yeah. Yeah. And this goes against that. So it's like, uh. Oh, well, right, right. Like, why CBS would, like, not Yeah. 100%. Like, the yeah. whole point of her is that she's, like, a millennial. Mm-hmm. Like, she's. Yeah, like obviously there's uh, she's a millennial in a bottle. Yeah, yeah. You Talk, gotta remember who that like kn- yeah who like knows about all the the words the right words to use yeah. and like she was kind of there to like 
teach the old women like what's going on and mm-hmm. she was like very pc and like it's mm-hmm. gonna progressive and it's just like yeah. full of crap she's yeah. full of crap but yeah they probably will bury it oh, or she'll the new guard just always becomes the old guard exactly because the new guard was never new yeah it all just power just exchanges hands continuously and that's our show and that is our show thanks for listening to another episode of we might be overthinking this but rate review subscribe tell your friends to listen to the pod tell your friends tell your friends friends tell your mama tell your daddy tell your cousin yeah everyone needs podcasts in their lives that's so true and like listen to us we fucking educate this (laughs) elevate it we elevate this shit all right thanks free britney free britney